All right, testing one, two. All right, welcome back to another episode of Yin's Nat. I am your co host, Ace King Andy, and I am here with your favorite, the most supreme Tony, the breaker of trees, the hater of comic sands and memes, and the maestro of wood. You rolled through that wonderfully. You must have been practicing. I had a lot of time on my hands when I was driving for vacation. So, yes. Besides singing at the top of my lungs to Head Cave and Head Cave Radio, because that's like my jam right now. I cannot get enough of that. Yes, I was practicing my my sales voice for the internet because I want to be able to talk better than I do. And I know that this will last one episode because that's about all the effort I put into anything. So good deal. Well, it's yeah. working out so far. Yeah. Minimum effort. That's what we're about. So, yeah, I um, went on vacation. And it was so needed. Like I was drained. I was, it, it got to a point with work. I was like, fuck you all. <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, yes, this is going to be a highly fuck episode because we're just going to drop the bombs all over the place. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, I, I was getting pinged like 15 times a day, you know, regarding this request, please do the needful. If I, if somebody tells me to do the needful one more time, I'm going to fucking throat punch you and I don't care. I'm just going to walk away. Mic drop, boom, throat punch by. I'm glad I'm not in the office right now. I don't know. uh, They're supposed to like, let us know um, starting November, we're supposed to go back slowly or something like that. But I don't know what this whole Delta virus bullshit, you know, Delta strain, which is another topic that we will get into. We're on vacation right now. This is vacation segment. So, uh, so yeah, it was it was much needed to get out. I, I took a stop down in Richmond for a couple of days to visit my one friend and played a lot of disc golf. No aces, but I did hit two cages, one chains, and one top of the basket. Ace watch. There was no payoff, but it was a lot of good disc golf. Although uh, I will say the bed that I slept in for vacation was so bad. And like after night one, my back was just like, holy shit. I felt like old man Fenlock getting in and out of bed, you know, getting in and out of the pool, getting in and out of the chair, in and out of the car. Basically, if I had to move, I looked like I needed a walker. Bad beds will do that, man. It's incredible how much of a difference like an actual good mattress with a good pillow will will be, especially now that, you know, we are old crotchety men. Yes. Um, speaking of old crotchety men, I just want to point out, because we will get into this later, but if you watched any of the live stream of Lollapalooza, did you see any of the Limp Biscuit set? No, but I have seen the pictures. Oh, oh my God. Fred Durst. I, okay, like, not that you looked cool before, because you didn't. And I get it. We're all getting older, whatever. You really embraced, like, let's be an old old man. Back in the 90s, when in 2000s, whatever, when they came out, and you saw them, and it's just like, yeah, they're young, they're doing their shit, whatever. And now he looks like a crotchety old man. I, and then you have Wes Borland, who looks like an alien, like, what the fuck is that? It's a choice. That's for fucking sure. So I mean, like, the, we, there's there's a, like the um, the embrace of that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I know just watching YouTube clips because that's what I do now. Uh, the lead singer from Goldfinger did that as kind of an ironic embrace. 
where his videos over the pandemic, you know, they'd still play and they were all playing from their various homes, but they did this in order to, I guess, keep active and keep sharing their music. They were kind of a punk band and he's sitting there in the rest of the band is all in their kind of normal casual clothes, but he's dressed up in like a two piece office suit that you'd see a lawyer in nice, clean shaven haircut, which you'd expect from like suburban white dad with 2.5 kids and a white picket fence. And he did that like kind of ironically to show passage of time because there are other folks that were part of that kind of genre that are still grasping at their youth as it has passed by. You know, the same thing that we do, where I grasp futilely at the last strands of my youth as gray hair starts springing out everywhere. Having Fred Durst do that and be like old crotchety guy, I don't know, like it's a choice. And I think it's pretty funny, but I don't think it's like intentional. I just think it's fucking Fred Durst. <laughs> well, I mean, they they did release uh, okay so after their set they did like have in the background one of the songs off their new album playing and it was called dad vibes so i don't know if it's related to the album and like there's a joke there that we don't know yet but either way it's just just weird seeing fred durst one without a hat two with medium length hair like it's short but it's like wavy you know whatever it's got the shag going yeah yeah and it's it is like straight out silver and it's funny because you see musicians and a lot of the times yeah some of them dye their hair but some of them it's like they don't have any stress in the world i mean they make music and they do their thing and they're not really that stressed out or whatever and here we are i get stressed out and i i was i i had gray hair at like 19 so but fred durst was like complete silver and he, wearing the the uh khaki pants and the 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 vans checkered shoes or whatever and and like a coat like a brown coat or whatever it's is is just weird oh sure yeah those in your face instances of things have passed you by and you've missed the ride mm-hmm. they can be a little traumatic that same kind of thing, like seeing aging stars. Yeah, the salt and pepper phase just passed Fred Durst right up. He went from bald, frat boy, juvenile bullshit to dad vibes, silver hair, and just kind of letting things fall apart. If it is all part of the gig for his next release, the dad vibes thing, I didn't know about that. But that's actually pretty clever and pretty mm-hmm. damn funny because, yeah, time is passing by. And those guys, it's been 25 30 years since their hits and when you realize holy shit that's a long time yeah we're going through that now so awesome old age fun stuff yeah it it is funny to see him all old like that and if it is if it is you know just for the new album or whatever it's weird because like i listened to a little bit of this song i didn't listen to the full song and um i mean you listen to their other music which it's like nookie (laughs) Right. You know, you'll break shit, you know, like all their songs, it's it's about sex and bullshit, whatever. And then if they have this album, it's like it's like their suburban dads. <laughs> it's like I exactly. want to see a video of, of Wes Borland doing his like dad shit in that fucking costume, get up, makeup, bullshit, whatever he's wearing, because that would be funny. If, yeah. it's, if songs everyone else about, songs about mowing the lawn, having a cookout for the family 
throwing birthday parties for a thousand other people's rugrats, the suburban dad thing, mm-hmm. that would be hysterical. And I, I would like give them the virtual, you know, tip of the hat for that because that's pretty fucking clever considering like you just said nookie and break shit and they were just machismo bullshit that even then we were rolling our eyes at now it's even worse but i i can't lie the music is not bad the songs aren't bad i never disliked limp biscuit i thought fred durst was a dick but i never disliked their music i mean it's it's fun it's catchy it's you know hard at times it's like melodic at times and you know they they do write some good stuff so anyway (laughs) back to vacation my vacation consisted of disc golf in the morning i I basically woke up at 5 30 6 o'clock got dressed stopped and and like got a banana and, and some water and went and played disc golf and then came back and had lunch and went to the beach or jumped in the pool and that was it. That's that's all I did. There was lots of drinking going on because, I mean, it's vacation and it's pretty sad if you're sober most of it, unless you're in recovery, which I'm not. But like, you know, I, I actually stopped drinking, not completely, but I really settled down on that before vacation because I didn't want to just continuously drink like a fish or something. You know, I'm not an alcoholic, I swear. High I did. One. No, I'm not high functioning anything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that's not true. I do function somewhat well. But uh, yeah, so I was drinking and um, we made margaritas uh, some days. I had the honey whiskey. I did buy some of the Kill Devil rum from the Kill Devil rum distillery. And I'm looking forward to having some of that. Didn't do a lot of touristy things just because of COVID is still happening. You know, it's more of a getaway to spend time with family than it was to go and see all the sights and do everything. Did enjoy time at the beach and in in the house with the family. So it was good. Vacations are good. And I really wish that the U.S. would adopt the mandatory like six six weeks vacation like most European countries do because it's just Life is too short, and we shouldn't be sitting behind a desk doing bullshit for that's majority crazy talk. That's majority crazy of talk. our that's, lives. That's anti-American crazy talk. Because what are our lives worth if not to toil and labor for the capitalistic overlords who live in luxury and shoot themselves into space as a fucking hobby? Shoot themselves in space on a big fucking dick. Oh sure. It's like, who has the biggest dick? That guy. <laughs> that guy right there has the biggest dick. So anyway, <laughs> vacation talk. Yes. About, I don't know, five or six episodes ago, you had purchased a specific device saying that you were looking forward to taking this and using it on vacation. Did you do so? And do you have a review? Um, I would think that you're talking about, it's called a flask cap. And... I was really excited to take it on vacation with me. And did you? I, I was really excited about it. And you forgot? I forgot. <laughs> Great. That's a review. So my review is as cool as a device it is, it's forgetful. Okay. And to be fair, I also, I took my uh, Yeti water bottles. I have a 36 and like a 46 ounce bottle. And I basically filled that shit up with 
the the alcohol and mixed it up and it's airtight and i would just throw it in the pool to keep it not the outside wall getting like hammered with the the sun and uh that worked fantastic. I had the big, the big one for water and the the 36, 36 ounce for uh, the alcohol. And it worked very well, very, very well. I would fill it up, throw it in the pool, swim around, take a drink, throw it around. It was fun. Nice. So I would I would say a Yeti, you know, water bottle would work just as good, if not better. Uh, and the other thing that I brought was my old uh, Tervis Pens water bottle. It's only 20 ounces and it's, it's still got margarita in it. <laughs> yeah. So I took that and I use that for margaritas because that's basically been on on vacation with me every time I've gone down there. I think the, for, with the family the last like four or five times. Got to keep tradition alive. Yeah. So you had to keep some traditions alive, but it was it was good. I will say. Traveling wasn't bad. One thing I will say, I did stop at Wawa because it was on the way and it was the closest thing and I needed gas. So I got some gas and I got some Wawa food and I wawa all the way to my friend's house because it fucking sucked. And I wanted real food. <laughs> so so uh, another review, Wawa, you can suck balls because you suck. Yeah, they're terrible. Just not nearly as good. You're not even comparing to Sheets. Funny side story. There's a gas station up in Cranberry and it's the one, if you get off of the exit, the first exit for Cranberry and it's like the first gas station on the right. It's now a 7-Eleven. The one day I was running late and I didn't have enough time to go to Sheets. So I just stopped there and got a breakfast sandwich for, this was for devotional. And I got a breakfast sandwich there and it's, they cook the stuff right there on, on, on a grill. So you have fresh eggs, fresh bacon that they're cooking. It's not like, you know, it was cooked days ago and, you know, they're just heating it up. It was, it's cooked. At first I'm like, this is weird. Cause I'm so used to this like pre-made bullshit. And after like the second or third time, it's just like, oh my God, this is really good. I, I forgot what real food <laughs> tastes like. Cause it's like pre-processed mostly everything. So so I started eating those and stopped going to sheets as, as much as I have, you know, in the past. Cause before it's like every, I would always go to sheets. Now it's like, I would always go to this gas station to get this sandwich because it was so much better. So what I went to the, the gas station when I got back the, the next day, cause I had league and for the last like two weeks, the kitchen has been closed you know, no one's been cooking or anything. And it didn't matter if it was, you know, 7 a.m. or like 3 or 4 or 5 p.m., whatever. It's no one's back there. So I stopped when I stopped and I got some water and I'm like, what's up with the grill? Why hasn't it been, you know, active? And the the worker there said, because I can't find no competent people to work. I can't train anybody. The people that we've we brought on, like they're morons. They are fucking morons. She said this to me. <laughs> and it's like, I've been trying to train them and I can, they're, they're fucking useless. So like, hopefully the one person will be trained tomorrow and it will be open. Let me say it was not open. There's still a sign saying the kitchen is closed. And it makes me sad because I really look forward to these sandwiches now. Like it is something it's like, I, you know, after, even if I play after work, I'll go and grab one. And yeah, now I can't do that. And it's it's pissing me off because I really, really wanted that sandwich. It sounds like that would be a contender to the breakfast 
burrito or breakfast sandwich thrown. And who would have thought that 7-Eleven was making a comeback there? Well, I don't necessarily think it's 7-Eleven. I think this was like a gas station and then, you know, before that, and then it became a 7-Eleven. So I, I don't think that it, the kitchen, the grill has anything to do with 7-Eleven really, other than the fact that they already did that. And it's like, we're not going to stop. Because any of the 7-Elevens, other 7-Elevens I've been to, they have not had a grill. So that's 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 my my thoughts on that. So yeah, so traveling, okay, Wawa sucks. Anyway, traveling wasn't bad for the most part. Um, I know you you said you don't really go out, out all that much to do things other than like what you need shopping wise that you don't you can't get online, right? Yep. I am a complete homebody. Mm-hmm. And I know shit's getting real down in Florida again. Oh, sure. You know, Florida. Governor dipshit. Sure. Yeah. So this is really going to suck when everything is mandated, closed again, and can't go anywhere. You have to wear a mask. You know, like I'm, I'm still wearing a mask on. Mm, I would say I, I definitely stopped wearing a mask for a little bit, but I'm starting to wear it again because, you know, the new strand, the strain, sorry, um, the Delta strain, like that's supposedly more um, contagious yep. than the other version versions. And, you know, I have personally, I have a couple shows coming up where I'm traveling to California and New Jersey, and I'm not really looking forward to being in crowds. You know, like I saw the crowd at Lollapalooza and seeing the overhead view and all of those people there. I'm really intrigued by how many cases are going to pop up because of that. Oh, man. And it's a fucking super spreader event. Yes. And with that is my show is going to be canceled because I California one almost definitely. If this starts ramping up, California is going to be one of the very first to shut down. Yeah. So California venues are going to be done for a while. Florida won't. Because apparently uh, my freedoms are more important than your life. So yeah, and that and it really sucks that it comes down to vaccines work. Okay, I understand that there's been a lot of false information that's been put out there by fake news and shit. Oh, you mean about... Facebook moms? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And okay, I'm not a medical expert. I do not have a degree in anything. <laughs> So I, I, I really, I, I am no voice in this, but I mean, there's polio and, and the measles and like how many other diseases out there that have been cured from, you know, getting vaccinated or whatever. And people are scared and won't get this vaccine because it's not really a vaccine. It's just a microchip, you know, it, it's really come the fuck on, even if it was a microchip in it. Who the fuck cares? Like, I'm not doing anything that they really need to watch me. Although now I say that now they're going to watch me close, closer. Yeah, you're now um, on the list. I'm now on the list of people to watch. It's like, oh, yeah, look at that guy. He's just sitting there on his porch. What a fucking loser. <laughs> Regardless of whether you do anything with it or not, or being tracked by a microchip, 
you're, you have a fucking cell phone. Mm-hmm. Why would anybody put any kind of research into miniaturization to show up some kind of a microchip into your body when you have a device that you freely carry with you everywhere you go? that mm-hmm. already communicates via Wi-Fi, via 4G, via 5G, can track your position down to the foot. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, people freely share information with the various apps. And you don't know where this that goes because do you ever read any of your EULAs? Do you ever read into what the code of those various apps do? Do you ever look at the permissions of what the apps do? No, all of your information is being sold anyway. All of your tracking information, they know where you go. They know who you are associated with. Mm -hmm. I think that is anonymous and that there's a magic microchip that is actually going to track you better than your cell phone, which you purchase, opt into, and carry with you everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's fucking idiotic. But you can't tell that to other people because they read on Facebook that Tommy's mom, who sells essential oils as a side gig because she's a boss babe, that vaccines cause autism because Jenny McCarthy listened to a quack who ended up cooking the numbers to make sure that his publication was selected as being scandalous. That has consistently been debunked afterwards. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Big Pharma doesn't want to cure anybody of anything because then they'll be out of business. They want to slow the process. They don't necessarily want to stop it. Oh, they'll absolutely stop it for the right price. Exactly, for the right price. And you know why? Capitalism, yay! Yes. When you let them run around unregulated, they're going to go with, give me as much as we can. Fucking Martin Shkreli. That's all you have to say. Martin Shkreli uh was the one who grabbed the patent for some drug, ended up jacking it up Mm 6,000%, didn't stop, and wasn't going to stop because there was no regulation against his actions until the government actually stepped in and was like, this is horseshit, and you will stop it because we're going to put you in jail Mm -hmm. because they had to write rules against that. But no, no, government is bad. Regulation is bad. You, You actually have one thing right now that you've already admitted that puts you above Republicans and libertarians, which I lump into the same thing, adult toddlers. You have admitted that you don't know everything, right? You just said, I'm not a doctor. I don't know this stuff. But you trusted the experts. You trusted people that spent their entire lives learning how to do something. Mm -hmm. Recent studies have shown in today's political climate, if you go and tell a libertarian or a Republican, hey, an expert said this, more likely than not, Those giant diaper-clad babies are going to scream that experts don't know everything. I know everything because I read it on Facebook. Fucking idiots. I I concur. It's bullshit that we're going to go another year of dealing with this and probably longer because people refuse to do anything about getting vaccinated, you know, listening to experts. There's been how many plagues or, or diseases, whatever, that have been stopped. And what has stopped that? Science? Science, vaccines, treatments. That eradicates the bad things because experts do a whole lot of research and try to find out the best ways to handle it. And then, yes, they tell you, dear public, what you are too stupid to understand. Yeah. So fucking listen to them. Everybody yeah. is not out to get you. No. You know who is? Fucking politicians and capitalists. So no, let's listen to them because they have your best interests in mind. You fucking idiot. Well, I, w- I would say most Republicans are out to get you too because I mean, they're oh, really, 
I, and I'm sorry, I'm not trying to get political or anything, but it just seems like. Oh, I am. I'm all, sick. Of, I'm sick of kid gloves. Fuck this. It's it's all about like for profit for them. And what can like, I don't care if like I'm paying somebody you know three dollars an hour. If, if it's my bottom line, you know, if I'm going to make twelve billion or if I'm going to make three billion, you know, because I can't give somebody a little bit more money. I mean, it's like, what do you need twelve billion for? You know, like extra mega yachts and to fly up into space in a giant dildo. Yeah. <laughs> this world is so fucked up. Why are people such dildos? Okay. I'm just because we I, haven't perfected cloning yet. We haven't made a world full of me. <laughs> <laughs> you said that, and all I hear is like, hi, I'm Jerry. Hi, I'm Jerry. Hi, Absolutely, I'm Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Patting each other on the back. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Have you been watching the new season? No, I don't have any streaming service that will show me that. It's not well, on Hulu yet. Well, you know, if you have, um, uh, there's an uh, a service that's free called Vudu. It's now owned by Walmart or whatever, but it's basically another place where if you buy like movies or something, TV shows, it's another place where you can put those codes in and you'll be able to watch it there. You can buy it off of Vudu and it will show up the next morning. So I'm just watching them on Monday morning. I think either Amazon or Hulu has the same thing specifically for the Rick and Morty stuff. You can buy mm. the season because I've seen that on the Xbox dashboard. You can buy yeah. the current season or I can just wait like another four months and have it all delivered to me free on Hulu just by paying the base Hulu price. And as we have seen, I am exceptionally frugal. You know, you... <laughs> You need to live a little. Well, considering I'm unemployed and have been for like two months, money is at a premium. Okay, okay. First off, I'm not just talking these last two months. I'm talking the 40 years of, of you know, well, I mean, you haven't been purchasing things for 40 years, but do you know, that's, that's another thing. Like, we've purchased so much in our lives. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, lots and lots of stuff. You know, parents... It's it's funny. I, I don't have kids. I have Mal. We never, when we were younger, we would get money and it's like you would go and buy shit. It's like, I really wish I knew what was the first thing I purchased with my money. Yeah, that's a good question. Like money that you earned or were given, like, are you talking about allowances when you were a kid, birthday money? Because that's going to be a whole lot earlier than say like your first paycheck. What did you buy there? Now that would, it'd still be as interesting to know what did you buy with your actual first paycheck and like I, the first material money that you had in hand what did you buy with that like i'm sure they're two different things because they're probably separated by at least 12 years the first thing that i bought with my first paycheck when i worked at shop and save was a san jose sharks starter jacket that was my big purchase it's like yay to me do you remember what you did? Not particularly, but I vaguely remember buying dinner for my parents. What that oh. was, I have no idea. Like I, that was like my big gesture of, "Hey, I have money now, so let me treat you." And I don't, I don't remember. It could have been just pizza delivery or it, yeah, it might have been sincerities. I remember buying dinner. I don't remember what that dinner consisted of, whether it was like going out to Eaton Park or yeah, having some series delivered. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't do that because well, I guess I'm a dick. 
But I didn't have as good of a relationship with my father as you did with yours. So like, you know, I didn't live with both of them. So, so yeah, I don't know. Just a thought I was, uh, do you, uh, what was the last thing you bought? Probably cat litter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the last thing I bought was um, I bought ice cream. I stopped at giant eagle and I bought a couple things. And the last thing I picked was ice cream. So that was technically the last thing I purchased. Nice. Yeah. After our conversation, for the last podcast about how we were both art critics and ice cream critics. Mm -hmm. I did have a craving to go and purchase ice cream because I didn't have any in the house for me specifically. Holly had a couple of small quarts of whatever shit is that she eats, but I didn't have any for me. And I thought on the way home from D and D one night, I stopped off at Publix and you had mentioned mint chocolate chip. And I thought, Mm -hmm. huh, mint chocolate chip sounds really good. And I just grabbed the first one that I saw and it was the Baskin Robbins small carton of mint chocolate chip. And it was fucking Mm -hmm. terrible because it's Baskin Robbins and I didn't get like a real brand. This is like that difference between ice cream and frozen dessert kind of shit where whatever I was eating wasn't natural. It was all artificially concocted in test tubes and then marketed to me because at some point somebody said that the little rocks tasted like chocolate and there's this vague hint of mint. So I can say that Baskin Robbins mint chocolate chip is horse shit in a container, but I still have like half of the quart. I just bought some cheap ass giant eagle mint mousse tracks because they didn't have mint chocolate chip. They only had mint mousse tracks and I didn't want vanilla or like strawberry or some stupid other flavor. On vacation, one of the things that I truly love when I go down to the Outer Banks is going to Surf and Spoon Frozen Yogurt Place. They are a fabulous establishment and they moved to a different location. It's much bigger. And it's it's a really cool atmosphere at the place. And it was definitely long lines, which, you know, spreader event <laughs> for ice cream. But uh, they have some really good flavors, although... Every time we go, they never seem to have key lime anymore. And it's just like, what the fuck? Every place should always have key lime on tap. It's like, it's it's just, it will always sell out. So do everyone a favor and just do it. Uh, I ended up getting raspberry pomegranate and a couple other flavors mixed, but that one was the, they they had a lemoncello that was good or or lemonade. Those two mixed were good. Another place that was actually right next door to us was called Holy Cow. And they were doing this big Christmas in July thing, which was Christmas in July ever a big thing in your family or anything? Nope. Growing up, up in my camp in Pima Tuning, the allotment, uh, they we they would um have hundreds of people from everyone in the allotment. And they'd have this big gathering and they'd have hay rides and you know, there'd be a gift exchange. And I just remember eating a ton of food and getting gifts, and it was just a lot of fun. So growing up, when we did go up there for that, it was fun. As an adult, it's like kind of annoying. Oh, sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I I love the feeling of Christmas and everything, but it was just kind of a little bit annoying. We were standing outside of Surf and Spoon as this guy and a bunch of people were walking down the side of Highway 12 singing Christmas carols. <laughs> Yeah, don't do that. Don't don't sing Christmas carols in July. Like, if you want to say Christmas in July, cool. Yeah, don't fucking sing Christmas carols in July. So they had some Christmas flavors at America or at, uh, Holy Cow, and I I like I got orange ginger or whatever. It was okay. 
the place had some good ice cream. They had like a panini donut with it was filled with ice cream. That was delicious. Donuts with ice cream in the middle is fucking delicious because you have this nice, warm, like soft donut and then a little bit of crunch with the icing on top and whatever. And then you have the ice cream. It was so good. And another place that I went to um, was a place called American Pie and they're okay. I would much rather go to Surf and Spoon, but they did get a little bit pricier with the new location. So, I mean, if you're going to get a cup of something and you put, you know, a decent amount in there, it's going to cost you like 10 bucks because it's by weight. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I like treating myself with ice cream. For sure. When you find good ice cream, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Baskin Robbins ain't good ice cream. No, it's well, I mean, they've had some decent flavors over the years. But after having so much other different types of ice cream, like different companies, brands, whatever, it's it's not really that great. Yeah, you mean you mean so this is when Baskin Robbins was basically the only game in town. You suffered through it, and it was ice cream because it was cold, and it reminded you of the texture of ice cream. But it wasn't. Now that there's actual ice cream companies out there that are drinking their milkshake, Baskin Robbins is a pale pale nostalgic remembrance of the image of ice cream rather than actual ice cream itself then i would absolutely agree with you because baskin robbins is shit and i made a mistake by grabbing that when there are dozens of other companies represented there in the aisle in the ice cream aisle of Publix that i could have grabbed because mint chocolate chip everybody does that and it actually tastes like mint chocolate chip ice cream instead of vaguely mint foam or better yet, just go to one of the establishments that are plentiful here in Florida. Go into one of those establishments, the small, not even franchises like mom and pop stores and get their ice cream. That's what I should have done, but I didn't. And yeah, good ice cream is good ice cream and it's worthwhile and mm-hmm. put it on a donut even better. And to be fair, I would personally like Baskin Robbins over Dairy Queen because I think Dairy Queen is just shit. Uh, the only thing I have ever gone to Dairy Queen for was the blizzards. And it, it doesn't matter what the ice cream is. That's just a vehicle to get the candy chips or cookie chips into mm-hmm. your face. And I think at one point when you lived in the apartment in Carrick, I stopped at the Dairy Queen that was right up the road for a hamburger. And I was like, well, oh, okay, they make hamburgers too. And I'm hungry. Like that was it. I've never had any other Dairy Queen anything like I'm sure they have banana splits or ice cream cones or whatever. If I were going out to get that ice cream, it would be pages. But Dairy Queen just had the blizzard, which was nice and easy to shovel like Butterfinger chips into my face. Growing up, we did go to Dairy Queen when we weren't going to pages, which pages is is the best soft serve because you can put different flavors in. You can get key lime fucking pie soft serve and that's the bomb. I did like the tagline for Dairy Queen, though, the hot eats, cool treats. That was I always liked that. I thought that was pretty cool. So props to whoever came up with that. But overall, Dairy Queen, I would say it was a different experience as a kid than it is now. It tasted better. Now it's everything is just so bad. The ice cream isn't horrible, but it's not good. And all of the things that they use like when they get like the cookie dough and stuff, that shit tastes horrible. It does like it, it used to taste good. Now it just tastes bad. Cause I guess, you know, they, they make it differently now or whatever, because they don't want to kill people 
shit, whatever. Yeah, it's we shipped in kerosene. Cookie. We we all eat cookie dough. Like everyone, you know, it tells you not to eat it, but we all fucking do it. Why? Because it's delicious. That's why. I, I mean, if how, have you ever gone to the store and bought like a roll of cookie dough or one of those tubs of like Toll House and just came home and like every like day just took like a couple bites out of it and didn't cook it? Nope. Tony, you need to live more. <laughs> I That is one of the few times where the delayed gratification is fine, where I will purchase that stuff, and I have, but I will actually put it on a cookie sheet and bake it the way it was meant to be done because I much rather have the melty, chocolatey, gooey goodness than this pretend doughy shit that just it it's pales it's, it's a terrible imitation of actual cookies until the heat infuses it with love and it makes a delicious cookie for me i think you're just afraid to try new things and you also like rules oh no like i've, I've had like cookie rolls. dough in ice cream and i yeah and i was like okay whatever i mean it's it's good but you can't exactly bake that because then the ice cream just goes away. But actual There's... cookie dough nodules, I'm going to call them nodules because that's more like a clinical definition. They're not like nuggets. The cookie dough nodules, no. Put those on a baking sheet, bake them according to the directions, and they're rolls. like 10 times better. They're 10 times better. Restrictions. That's all I hear. Rules, restrictions. No, fuck that. Right. Because I, I somebody, want... somebody knows how to bake those. I don't. So I need some kind of rules so that I don't food poison myself. Well, that's the thing. You, there's no rules if you just open the tub and take a bite. But it's gross and the end product is so much better. No, it, I'm not saying it's not better. There is something about having raw cookie dough. Yeah, salmonella. It, it, it's delicious. <laughs> that's what the salmonella does. Yes, well, you know, I've... <laughs> If, well, something's going to kill you or give you the shits. So, like, you know, it might as well, as well be, be enjoyable. If, as long as it's enjoyable one way, you know, <laughs> you know, there's repercussions, but who cares? Or, or, and hear me out here, because nope. this is going to be a stretch. It's going to be crazy talk. Or I could eliminate that risk entirely by baking them according to the directions on the packaging and have a cookie that at worst might burn my tongue a little bit because of my impatience, but otherwise will not get me sick and tastes 10 times better. I just think you need to live a little bit. Sometimes no, you just need to, sometimes, sometimes you just need to eat the cookie dough. Now I'm fine in my bubble with my cookies, fully baked, crispy, warm cookies. Ah, uh, fuck. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> so now, now that I shot a hole in your, hypothesis of everybody eats cookie dough off of the toll house cookie dough roll i don't even remember where that story was going but by all means please continue <laughs> well i just think anything that involves you there has to be an asterisk <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yeah does not apply to tony does not apply to tony yeah <laughs> no it's 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 actually written exclude excluding the most supreme tony <laughs> That's what our new shirts are going to be. It's just going to be excluding the most Supreme Tony. <laughs> I like it. Stylized with Comic Sans. Yes, with Comic Sans. One of these days we will have shirts made. Send us free shit. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, Michelle wanted us to do something. Did she did she tell you or something? I don't know. No. Unless <laughs> it was like on social media or Facebook or something cuz I haven't paid attention to that. 
Yeah, I, I don't remember. She said something. She sent us a message, and I can't remember what it is because I was on vacation, and I wasn't that social. <laughs> I will say this, Michelle, if you are listening, um, I would say skip ahead five minutes. Uh-oh, hockey talk. So Marc-Andre Fleury going to fucking Chicago? Yeah. Why? Contract? Yeah, paying him $7 million a year when they have a backup who is a perfectly serviceable starter, mm-hmm. even if he was the face of the franchise, in a flat cap, offloading those contracts is a big thing. And we've seen it with the free agency over the last week. Yeah. People have been dumped all over the place. There are folks who, uh, coming up to the end of their term, were willing to take near league minimum in order to just continue playing with either the team that they had been playing with for a while because they like it or moving someplace that actually wanted them. It's nuts to see the voiding of the contracts that happened previously and the number of buyouts that happened because they realized rather than paying these folks their actual contract value, it's worth paying them to not play and freeing up a chunk of that money because Yeah. yeah, the flat cap has put everything into this weird tailspin and Vegas, I think, burned a lot of bridges and a lot of especially fan goodwill with the way that they did this because Flurry and his agent had come out and said they found out on Twitter. Like their Vegas's front office had told them previously that there was a chance you're going to be traded. We're looking at putting you on the market and seeing what we can get for you. It's probably going to happen. But then end of story and didn't have that open communication with them telling them when things were actually going to happen. And then suddenly he looks on Twitter and is like, I- I'm going to Chicago. When the fuck was this? And obviously Marc-Andre Fleury isn't going to swear like that because he's Marc-Andre Fleury. But I will. I'll paraphrase for him. Because I think like, he- we're, we're, we're really good friends. I like we're best buddies. Yeah. Dumping him, former face of the franchise, current Vesna trophy winner, not even having the courtesy of being told that he was traded. That That is a scandal kind of in and of itself, but that was the lowest totem pole on the scandals that had happened over this last two weeks in the hockey world. So, yeah, Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, it comes out, I think, today that he was debating whether he was going to retire. He, did, he doesn't want to play in Chicago. Who wants to play in Chicago with all of the shit that that front office is going through right now and mm-hmm. the embarrassment that, that that franchise has to live up to with a spotlight on it now why would you want to go there in the first place you want to scurry away from there but he has said that rather than retiring at least for now he is going to report and play for the blackhawks yeah i mean i heard i I read something online on the internet because it's real it's true that he was he was seeing if there's any way that he could be traded back here or something which Cap hit, I don't see it happening, and it would be nice, but I just don't see it. Yeah, it was not ever going to happen because the numbers were not going to work. Uh, shipping anybody out in order to absorb this $7 million cap hit or the contract from him, that's there's no value in it. No. So until his contract is up, um, and, and I've seen those same stories, you've got the sports writer absolute schlock hacks that are in pittsburgh uh mm-hmm. dk rossi um they're they're terrible uh e- even mark madden like he's just a blowhard that 
says random shit and hopes that he gets people to argue with him. So all of those rumors that are coming out of the Pittsburgh insider journalists, it's just as good as you and me talking here with the same sources that we have, which are, by the way, zero. So we're talking Mm -hmm. out of our asses, same way that they are. Flurry wasn't coming back to Pittsburgh, at least as part of this trade. There was never going to be a three-way money um, retained somehow to get him over here. Add on all of that shit. The nostalgia for Flurry is insane anyway. I distinctly remember screaming at him during like the 2013-2014 playoffs when he was even worse than Tristan Jari was this past year. Like, he was a sieve. So yes, we remember Ruby Keller glasses and the flower of old playing pranks on the new guys on the team. And he's a great guy. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. He did win the Vesna trophy with a defensive core that was actually proficient at what they did rather than Mm -hmm. fucking Christopher Latang. So he's still good. He's at the tail end of his career. Will he end up just suffering through a year of Chicago? And being like, okay, that's it. Contract is up. Cool beans. I'm taking my $7 million and I will sign for a day and doing the Tom Barrasso special that he comes back mm-hmm. to Pittsburgh, retires a penguin. Sure, maybe that's in the cards. Maybe that is a distant fantasy because by Flurry playing in Chicago for a full year, that makes that scenario possible rather than retiring today before ever setting foot on Chicago ice. Sure, there's there's a dim hope there for the Yinzer homers. And mm-hmm. if it happens, great. I would love nothing more than that kind of fairy tale ending for Flurry to come back here and play half a season. Cool. Play one game. Cool. Whatever it takes for him to retire as a penguin. I'm all for it. Do I see it happening? Yeah. Tiny slim chance. But who knows? Yeah, I mean, I could see him being traded mid-year yeah, or tra- even deadline? even mm-hmm. trade deadline. But yeah, at that point, the cap hit goes, it's, it's greatly diminished because yeah. he's already played for half a season someplace. Sure. Maybe there's a trade at the trade deadline and maybe that's what Chicago's plan is. Bring him in here, have a solid backstop, try to bring the team around, who knows, whatever they're trying to do. But yeah, having the Vezina Trophy winner traded for a career ECHL player <laughs> and a draft pick is like a fucking soccer kick to the nuts. Yeah, that was a big fuck you to Mark Andre Fleury, and he does not deserve that. He, yeah. I mean, you don't win the fucking Vesna Trophy and then be traded for fucking a beer vendor, you know? Yeah. Well, apparently you do, because that's the state <laughs> of the hockey world now. And and yes, it really did sour Vegas for me because it's just he was the face of your franchise, and then you just let him go like that. That's just that's dirty. Have some fucking common courtesy and, and be like, hey, you know what? we're looking at possibly making a couple trades or something like that. We're talking to a couple teams. Here's the teams that we're talking to, you know, just so you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, just like find out on Twitter. That's a fucking dick move. Well, I mean, they did tell him that they were shopping him around and that it was unlikely that he was going to be part of the team next year. But again, up until the trade actually happened, that was all he had to go on. And now this is coming to light because it's a player that as Pittsburgh Penguins fans, we like, Mm -hmm. this is no surprise. The Vegas front office has been dicks to all of their players like this since their inception, which is what only two years ago, three years ago, but still it's not a big window, but this is not new for them. Eric Halla found out 
that he was no longer part of the team because he showed up to the practice rink and his ID badge didn't work. That's fun. You know, you go up there and you reporting for work and your badge doesn't work. And when you call up and say, hey, what's going on? They say, oh, yeah, you're not part of the team anymore. So fuck off. Like, that's just one of many stories that Vegas has done to their players and disrespected them because they run it so much like a modern day business where if you show up to your job and you slide the your pass through whatever the ID scanner is and it doesn't work, okay, well, you're fired. And nobody needed to tell you, you're just gone. So that's the way Vegas runs their, uh, their franchise. Yeah. It just so happens that this is so close to home and it was done to such a nice guy that people are up in arms about it. Hopefully uh, Ronnie Francis and the Kraken don't do that shit. Oh no, Ronnie Francis is going to be absolutely incompetent because he was incompetent before and he's incompetent now. So great hockey player, uh, GM, not so much. He's already had a run at being a GM and didn't exactly do a good job there and blamed management for handcuffing him it was always somebody else's fault as to why he couldn't put together a team until he left and then with the draft that we saw most recently the players that he took and is expecting to do anything except for flounder and mediocrity it's anybody looking to seattle for big wins or anything more than a meme worthy team mm -hmm. uh sorry you're going to be disappointed but i will support them because i like seattle and I, I like Ron Francis and I want them to succeed. I don't want them to win the cup next year, but like, I want them to succeed because I, I look at it this way. It's not the Rangers. It's not the Capitals. It's not Boston. It's not Philly. So as long as it's not those, those teams, I don't give a shit. And the Canadians because fuck them. <clears throat> yeah. Especially after their Cinderella story recently and <laughs> the draft pick kerfuffle that had just gone down and Mark Bergevin's known involvement with the Chicago Blackhawks scandal du jour. Yeah. Yeah. Every, everything about that story of the plucky eighth seed coming up and going all the way to the finals. Again, that's another thing. 100% burned lots mm -hmm. of bridges in the rearview mirror that are in flames there. So that's the state of the hockey world right now. Yeah. Um, there's one other thing that I wanted to mention. And no one else is going to be listening to this anyway, because everyone would have dropped off by now. Yeah, we started talking hot, <laughs> so, so Deer's the only one that paid attention after that. Uh, Jay, maybe. So, Jay and Deer. Yeah, there is a, it came up on one of my Spotify playlists. Uh, the band is called um, Johnny Booth. Have you ever heard of them? I have not. Give Johnny Booth a listen. Listen to the song Crowd Control and let me know what you think. They have other stuff, whatever, that's good. But um, that's the song that I listened to that I really liked. It's they scream a lot, you know. I I, I enjoyed the screaming, so I think that you might like them. So all right, at least give that a shot. I will. And I don't really have anything else for this week. Sounds good. It's an episode in the bag. Yeah. So it's been nice chatting with you tonight, and you as well. And I look forward to doing this next week. Yeah. Welcome back from vacation. Join us next week for the special Heinz 57 episode.